All right, guys, welcome back to the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wayne. I'm joined today with David Drugmeyer and John Kegley, my two co-hosts and writers with me for San Diego Sports Domination, where we got our start three years ago when we started the Chargers Domination Live Facebook Live show. And we've been covering them ever since and have just signed on with the Locked On Chargers for this season and couldn't be happier with all the fan support and downloads that we've had so far from you guys. So thank you for that. On today's show, we're going to get a little deeper into the game last weekend, and we're going to get into the pro football focus grades. There's some new guys that got graded, and we also have the top five grades from this weekend's game against the Raiders. And then we're going to do the best press conference sound from the game and then get into the biggest question we have this week, which is through five weeks, is this Chargers run defense really good? Because this is a question we've had with each other, guys. And I think we've kind of been wanting to wait and see and take the wait and see approach with this one. But besides the Rams game, they've been pretty good. So we'll get into that. But first, it's time to talk about the pro football focus grades. They came out today, guys. And the top five list is a little bit surprising. There's a couple guys on there that you expect. And then at least one guy on there you really don't expect, and another couple questionable ones as well. But let's go ahead and get into it. The top five pro football focus grades from this game were number five, Denzel Perryman with a 79 grade, Melvin Ingram tying him with a 79 grade. Then Isaac Rochelle was at number four with 80.1, followed by Keenan Allen with an 81.1 at third. Phillip Rivers, number two this week with a 90.2, which is ridiculous. And number one, the unlikely hero from this game, Jatavis Brown gets a 90.4, filling in the starting spot for Kazir White, who's injured. And wow, David, Jatavis Brown, number one on this list. Gotta love it, right? I mean, you were looking for Jatavis Brown to step up and uh, be the type of player that we saw a couple of years ago. Last year he had an off year, a lot of, uh, you know, just games that we weren't expecting to see out of him. You know, we always thought he had more talent than he portrayed last year, and he seemed to put it all together in this game. Uh, he, you know, made did a good job of covering Jared Cook, uh, was pretty good and running around fast in the run game, and he was all over the field in, you know, in his 24 snaps. Uh, he played really well, and Pro Football Focus uh, obviously shows that with – the highest grade of the week with, again, a 90.4. Yeah, and he had that huge strip, obviously. John, what did you think of Jatavis Brown being the highest-graded guy this week and having a pretty good comeback so far? I was surprised at how he played it. I was worried not having Kazir White in this game. I was literally worried. I've had people message me on Facebook like, do you think we're going to win today? And I'm like, Man, I don't even know with Kazir White being out. Like, that's literally the guy I was relying on to come back to beat the Raiders. And Jatavis Brown stepped up huge in this game to co- with his pass coverage. And he was actually making some closing tackles on some of those sh- short plays and even on the run defense. He was at the ball, and he was making his, cover- his coverage game look even better than it has, I want to say, the past year and a half. I mean, because we talked about this on the show before, that we were like, what happened to Jatavius Brown? He was doing so good. He was getting interceptions, making pass defense, and now it's like he's lost in space. This is the Jatavius Brown we've been missing, and it shows in the grades. Yeah, well, with Jatavius Brown, I mean, the pass coverage, he seems to always be pretty good. 
But obviously that's not where we're concerned, John. It's Jatavis Brown trying to take down Marshawn Lynch. I mean, there was the preseason game, I think it was against the 49ers, where he had, I think, seven missed tackles in a row, something along those lines. So to see him uh, really just have a great week was huge to see because, I mean, if you have him and Perriman and Kazir White, maybe we could actually finally get Kyle Emanuel off the field once and for all. But let's get into a different grade I want to talk about, and that's Phillip Rivers with a 90.2. Only the second time he's done that, guys, since 2012. I mean, that's just pretty ridiculous, John. He had an adjusted completion percentage of 95.8. That's where they take out any throwaway balls, basically. So every ball, really, that he wasn't trying to throw away, he basically completed, except for one. So that's ridiculous, and also... Just a passer rating of 143.3 and a passer rating under pressure of 158.3. I think he was 8 for 9 with a touchdown under pressure. His hot start continues, John, and he literally looks the best he's ever had. He does look the best he's ever had. He's even running better than he ever has. He started to improve from that baby giraffe-looking state. I mean, we got to find, like, another new name for his running style now. But passing-wise, he's become smarter with his decisions. He's audibling. He's becoming smarter. He's knowing now, hey, if I don't have the offense to move the ball, i got to switch it to a more, okay, what are they doing? Let's go to that weakness that they have in what they're doing instead of, well, might as well throw it deep and see what happens. Because as we've seen before, he'll rely on that. If he's not moving the ball, he's going to try to throw it deep and make it happen, try to get everybody hyped up. But instead, now he's going – if they're running this type of zone, we're going to throw it in this spot in the zone, and we're going to move the ball down the field and make them switch their defense. And I think that's the difference this year. Yeah, and he's just been great, especially just cutting down those turnovers because the turnovers are really what's killed him in the past. He's always had the ability to do it. And he has looked a lot more mobile this year to his credit. But another pro football focus thing I want to get into, guys, is them declaring Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler are the best running back tandem in the NFL through week five, which is something I think we've talked about before, but I've never really had the numbers to back it up, even though we all pretty much could see it on the field. Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon, guys, statistically have been the best running backs in football so far this year. They rank the most yards after contact by any running back tandem that each has 10 carries. They get the most yards per route run, which means every time they run a route, the average yards they get. Austin Eckler's is a ridiculous 3.51. So every time he runs a route, whether he's targeted, whether he catches it, whether Philip Rivers even looks in his direction, he's averaging three and a half yards. I mean, that's just ridiculous. They both make people miss in the running game, and they both make people miss in the passing game as well as have good hands. David, what have you seen from these guys this year that make them the most special backs in the NFL at the same position? It's the dual threat ability. I mean, the guys are great route runners as running backs. They're making people pay in open space. The screen game, especially in this past game, uh, or excuse me, in this last game was huge. You know, uh, Melvin Gordon caught a screen pass that he would have scored if he didn't trip over an offensive lineman's foot. And uh, Austin Eckler pretty much took a screen pass, which wasn't a screen pass. It was just a dump off uh, with the blockers in front, you know, for a 40-plus yard touchdown. And, uh, you know, it seems like every time Eckler touches the ball, something good happens. 
seems like Melvin is running harder, especially the last couple of games. Uh, he's breaking tackles. They just complement each other so well, as John likes to say. And, uh, you know, they're playing their best football of their careers right now. Yeah, they really are. And Austin Eckler, even in a game that he didn't run that well, ended up be, uh, still just showing that he needs to touch the ball more just from that one explosive 44-yard touch where he makes a couple guys miss and then absolutely just runs away from the rest of them. And the last two grades I want to get into were Corey Legia had his first game and didn't show up well on the pro football focus grades with a 42.8, but it, I didn't think it was that bad. He had a 59.3 and a 53.9 in run defense and pass rush. So I, I didn't think it was that bad. I thought that having him in there helped his teammates. But Darius Phylon continues to be the guy in the defensive tackles that's leading the way. And then Isaac Rochelle coming up with a top five grade, an over 80 grade. John, I mean, that's pretty big for a guy that's been really bagged on so far this year for his productivity. There's a lot of surprising grades from this game, especially Isaac Rochelle. He hasn't had much production. I mean, if you were to say, what's your favorite highlight from Isaac Rochelle this year, the only thing people are going to think of probably is his interception against the Niners. Other than that, they're going to be like, I can't think of one. And this game, he was actually getting penetration. Man. He was, you could see him in the backfield making Derek Carr run around and try to get away from everybody. And we haven't seen that this year. We haven't really seen that from Isaac Rochelle. And Corey Legion, I think, as you said, is helping those guys. Not Maybe not productivity-wise. You're not seeing Legion going out there getting three sacks or something like that, but he's keeping guys fresh. You have a guy out there that's not going to get totally beat down, but he's not going to be uh, productive but you're still getting guys that are fresh. So if you had to take one guy out and put Legion in, you're not going to give up a 60-yard run, but you're probably also not going to get a five-yard tackle for a loss. You can see that trust with the coaches. Just to have another guy out there that they trust, you're right, John. I think part of the reason they were the defensive line seems so impactful in this game is because they were able to keep fresh guys in there and not feel like any one guy was going to make or break their defense. And it showed up for what they did with Marshawn Lynch, holding him to under 40 yards, which is just crazy because you know the Raiders wanted to come in here and smack the Chargers in the mouth with that one. And Anthony Lynn talked about a lot of these things, and we have some press conference sound that we're going to get into, but that's coming up next. First, guys, if you saw last night's game against the Saints and the Redskins going the way it did, and by that I mean an absolute blowout, congratulations to Drew Brees. The all-time leading passing yards leader now, number one, past Peyton Manning. And that was awesome to see it from a former Charger. But if you saw that game coming, which, I mean, I think I did, you guys need to check out MyBookie. MyBookie is a re reliable source where you can go place your bets online. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to MyBookie. When you have a good feeling on a game, you win and they pay. MyBookie is slammed with new betters, though, guys, and wants to give everyone the best service possible. So if you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on a deposit over $100. So join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000 when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. 
That's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKDOWN when creating your account. If you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m., though, you can get an extra $25 free play by using the promo code LOCKDOWN25. It's up to you guys, but I'd wait until after dinner and take that extra money. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, time to talk about sunglasses. Shady Rays are the sunglasses that you need. We all just got our pairs of Shady Rays here at the Locked On Chargers podcast, and I love them so far, guys. It gives you a really crisp, clear vision, especially when you're driving. They're polarized, so you really get all the good perks of having those sunglasses. The best part, guys, is they're only $45 around there, and you don't have to pay $200 to get some sunglasses that look nice because Shady Rays has a lot of different styles from wood design frames to aviators and high acetate models. And the best part is, guys, Shady Rays also provides 11 meals to fight hunger in America with every order and has donated over 1.8 million meals so far. And another great thing about them, guys, unlike those expensive sunglass companies, they will replace your sunglasses if they are broken or lost or damaged, something these other high-priced companies just aren't willing to do. And they're definitely not willing to give you a buy one, get one free discount, which is what our listeners get for listening to our podcast. You can get a BOGO offer when you use the promo code Locked On. So go support someone that supports us, guys, and that's Shady Rays, and go get some cool sunglasses today. Now it's time to get into the best press conference sound after the Chargers game against the Raiders. We have some press conference sound from today and from right after the game. But first we're going to start with Melvin Ingram, who had one of our favorite plays from the game when he got a carry from the one-yard line, lining up as a fullback. And he wants to tell you that Phillip Rivers and Melvin Gordon are really good, and also he got in the end zone. Do it. Show it every Sunday. And also 28, Melvin Gordon, thoughts on him? One of the best to ever do it, really. He out there running that ball like it ain't no tomorrow. Which man, next time score. I did score. <laughs> what is more exciting, having a, a key interception in the game? Winning. 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 Well, what was it like when they called your number for that pullback blast? It was, it was cool, man. We, I, I, I touched the ball all the time in practice, man. So it, it was yeah. just fun, man. Just to, just to be in the office, whatever, I felt like I was at home. And, of course, he felt like he was at home, David. Melvin Ingram has been talking, or crying, I guess, if you want to listen to what Anthony Lynn had to say about it, about getting in on the offensive side of the ball all year long. Ever since Hunter Henry went down, we've been hearing about it. Uh, but how cool was it to see him actually get a shot to line up at fullback and punch one in? Uh, it was really exciting, especially because everyone pretty much knows that Melvin Ingram is one of the best, best athletes on the team. You know, he, he's you know always uh, rushing after the quarterback, you know, doing great things in run support, hitting people hard. Uh, but I didn't think it was going to be as a running back that I would see his first offensive touch. I thought he was going to line up at, at tight end and try to use that big frame uh, and catch a, catch a pass. But, uh, you know, it was as a fullback. And, uh, you know, if you ask him, he definitely crossed the plane. Uh, there was no question about it. Uh, but what do you expect out of Melvin Ingram? Uh, you know, he's a character. and uh, But, hey, he's also a guy – that you really, really want to have on your team. Well, there's an extra bonus question of the week, John. Will Melvin Ingram get a touchdown this season? Oh, that's a tough one. It depends if we can get up on a big score or if we have another goal line opportunity like that. 
I'm going to have to say yes. I'm going to say yes that we do see that this year. And I actually want to see him do it from, believe it or not, a fake punt. When he was in college for South Carolina, he did a fake punt run, and he outran everybody for a touchdown down the sideline. Literally just took the ball, went towards the sideline, ran down the sideline, burned everybody. Didn't even break stride. And that was a fat Melvin Ingram, too. Not yes. the shredded, shredded Melvin Ingram that we have today. Yeah, no, I agree. And, hey, I didn't even say it had to be offensively. I think he could probably get a defensive touchdown, too. It happened last year against the Bills. If we do remember, he outran everybody on that one as well. But let's hear what Anthony Lynn had to talk about. In this clip from Chargers.com, we're going to hear Anthony Lynn talk about the team activating Forrest Lamp and having him on the – on the active game day roster because we haven't seen him on it so far this year. So I, we definitely wanted to hear what he had to say about that. It was good for him. Yeah. We know we activate someone there to play. So it was good for him to go through the routine pregame, be in the locker room with the guys and remember how that felt, you know? And so, uh, I'm sure at some point he'll work his way in. All right. Well, not exactly a huge vote of confidence, but at least we got some talk on it other than when he's ready, he'll play because, now by Anthony's own, now by Coach Lynn's own words, John, he is ready to play. So when are we going to see him out there? I have no clue when we're going to see him out there, but it better be soon. Because I can't stand seeing this Sam Tevy, Trent Scott stuff anymore, man. I want to see someone that's actually worth a damn in the offensive line that can actually move around or make other guys move around and find that right combo that'll work, and hopefully it's the next game, even if it's only for like two or three snaps, something that makes you go, okay, this is what he looks like, this is what he needs to fix, even if it's something for him just to have game film on so he can fix himself a little bit or even see what he feels like, get that little edgy feeling of, okay, it's been a while, last time I did this, I got hurt, let's let's see how I do this time, you know, just get that mindset out, just give him three plays, let him work in. Yeah, I think that's right, and uh, David, what do you think it says, about Forrest Lamp and his ability that he is fully healthy and ready to go, but he hasn't made the spot on this team, even going behind a guy like Trent Scott, who is an undrafted free agent coming into this year. Well, I think coming off an ACL injury, you know, is something that I think at this point in the recovery time, it's it's just, it's the mental aspect. You know, can I go out there and still do the things that I could do before I got hurt? Can I go move people, you know, in, in the run game? Can I, you know, can I stay, you know, uh, very productive in pass blocking? Can, can I pull, can I run like I used to? It's getting past that mental hurdle. Uh, that's why I, I agree with John's point that it's important to get him on the field as soon as possible so you can just build his confidence up. Get him a couple of good plays that you know that he's going to be able to succeed with. And uh, just, rem- you know, remind him and his body that he is a very talented player and he can contribute to help this team win. Offensive line is such a weird position where it's hard to really switch guys in and out. I mean, maybe you bring him in as like an extra tackle in a heavy package in a short yarded situation and just let him be that extra guy at the end of the line. But as far as getting on the field, it's hard to say, oh, hey, Trent Scott, you take a couple plays off. Dan Feeney, you take a couple plays off, especially when these guys like Dan Feeney have played pretty much every snap this entire season. 
So it's hard to say, oh, hey, go get five plays in there, and we're going to go back to Dan Feeney after that. So I think at some point you just have to make the move to start him, and if he doesn't perform, then you take him out and put somebody else in that spot. Because right now, I mean, all these guys, none of these guys except for Russell Okun and Mike Pouncey should feel great about where their spots are on this offensive line. I think any of them can be replaced. And I do have to give a little credit, though, to Trent Scott and to Sam Tevy because so far they've outperformed what Joe Barksdale did last year according to Pro Football Focus and in the little snaps that he had this year. So I guess it's not that bad. It says they're basically playing at an average level, but we all expect better than ab- above average from Forrest Lamp when he gets back on the field, and that's really what we're looking for because you need as many good offensive linemen as you can in this league, there's no such thing as having too good of linemen, especially when the Chargers have a few guys on that line right now that we could easily replace. And at the very least, Daniel, at least you can feel a little bit better about the Chargers' depth on the offensive line with a talent like Forrest Lamp actually ready to put on the pads and helmet and possibly contribute. Yeah, and uh, now his backups, whoever it is, Sam Tevy, Dan Feeney, Trent Scott, all of those guys have game experience now. So now your backups are more experienced, even if they're not the starters anymore, which I think is important. But let's get on to our final segment of the day, and that's a big question we have this week. But first, let's talk about fantasy football. If you love fantasy football, I have a couple shows that you need to listen to. And one is Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7, and the other one is Locked On Fantasy Football by itself. Both of these shows are great, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 24-7 gets you all the injuries, the news wires, etc. And the Fantasy Football Podcast with Vinny Iyer has a different expert on every day from around the fantasy world, including a bunch of guys that you've heard of in the business. So go check those out if you love fantasy. They have some great insight over there. And now it's time to talk about something exciting, guys. And that's bringing your bedroom game up a notch. And that's what I mean by exciting. It's time to get excited about that time going into the bedroom because it's not always exciting, especially as you get older. Whether you can or can't, that's not the point. You just want to be better than you are right now, and that's what you can get with BlueChew.com. Now you can can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed It's Blue Chew, like the color blue, has the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, and you can take them anytime, day or night, on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill, so you can be ready to go whenever the opportunity arises. They're made in the USA, and since BlueChew.com ships directly, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we have a special deal for our listeners. BlueChew.com, get your first shipment free when you use the promo code Locked On. All you have to do is pay $5 in shipping. That's well worth it, guys. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com with the promo code Locked On to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster, more discreet option, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. All right, guys, it's time to get into the big question of the week. We don't have as many questions this week, or maybe we have more questions this week after a good game. Chargers back in the thick of the playoff race. A lot of things going on for the Chargers. A couple very winnable games coming up. But I want to talk about something a little bit more specific, 
and that is after five games, do we believe that the Chargers' run defense has actually taken a turn? All right, John, I will start with you. The run defense has been much better than it was last year, much better. And at first we weren't sure if it was sustainable, but it seems like right now that they've been they've been a they've been a lot better. So what do you think as far as what the Chargers have done so far in the running game and stopping the run so far this season? I think it's improved greatly. And my last two uh, bold predictions had to do with the run game because of how confident I've been in them yep. after seeing just the first three games. The Rams game was the only game where I was like. Okay, I don't have much confidence in them because of how deep they are at running back, but they didn't do too bad. I mean, the Rams had 170 yard, one yards rushing, which last year, if you're the Chargers, I mean, that was probably a average game. Whereas that this year, that's like, okay, that's our off game. We'll take it. Because if you look at all the rushing yards we've given up this year against the Chiefs, we gave up 106, the Bills 84, Rams 171, the 49ers 76, and against the Raiders 41. And that's with Beast Mode, Marshawn Lynch in that Raiders lineup. So this run defense has improved a lot, and they're actually tackling. They're there at the line, grabbing onto them and making the tackle. They've only given up two rushing touchdowns all season long, and the longest run they've had against them, guys, is 27 yards, which really isn't that long for the longest Spencer run Ware. of the season. And that was Spencer Ware in week one. And they've only allowed, John gave you the games, but that all adds up to only 95.6 yards allowed per game, which is good for top 10 in the league, which, I mean, you have to be happy with because guess what? You were bottom one in the league for a lot of last year with how bad your run defense was. So you have to take that. They're still giving up 4.1 yards per carry average, which isn't ideal, obviously. You want to keep them under four. But when you're able to hold them and keep it a non-factor, and most of that came from one game against the Rams, you have to be pretty happy with that, David. You're absolutely happy about it, <laughs> especially after last year when we pretty much had the – excuse me, especially after last year when the Chargers had one of the worst run defenses in the league pretty much all year, like you mentioned. So this is a great turnaround. Uh, they've especially turned it on the last couple of weeks with uh, great games against the 49ers and the Raiders holding them under 75 rushing yards, uh, even held the Raiders under 50 rushing yards, which, man, if you if you would have told me, hey, you're only going to give up 40-plus rushing yards the entire game against the Raiders, I'd say, man, that's a guaranteed win. And guess what? It was, and it was one of the most dominating performances of the year by far. So, uh, yeah, and, and also another point that, you know, you can't help but mention is, they're doing all this without Joey Bosa. You know, we all talk about Joey Bosa's pass rushing ability, but he's also a very capable run defender as well. And uh, so to see, you know, what they've been able to do without that guy just gets you uh, even more excited uh, at the thought of uh, adding him to the rotation, hopefully after the bye week. But then you can also argue that is Joey Bosa the reason why our run defense was bad last year? No chance. Just saying that that could also be a question mark that we can look forward to. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, there's definitely people that have thought that, John. I think that's what really what you're saying. And we all know that Joey Bosa is a plus run defender, but I think you have to give credit to the rest of the guys that have stepped their game up this year, especially Darius Phylon, who has the highest run defense grade 
of any of the Chargers defensive linemen with an 86.1, which is really up at an elite level. That's really up at an elite level. I mean, that's that's huge. He doesn't do as well in pass rush, but you wouldn't know it from last week. He almost had a strip that turned into a big play on Derek Carr, but was still getting in the backfield all day. And I mean, the rest of the offense, the rest of the defensive line, Brandon Meebane has played better than last year. Not great, but better than last year. Damian Square's been okay so far, but you will take all those things over what you had. So I think there's definitely some reason to have hope. And with Corey Legion coming back, another guy to throw into that rotation, you don't see it dropping off anytime soon, especially with the speed they've put behind them on this defense. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap things up for today's show. Thanks for listening again. Make sure you guys check back in with us tomorrow because tomorrow is the crossover episode. It is Wednesday, so that means we will be talking to the host of the Locked On Browns to get his perspective on this weekend's game and to talk about some matchups that we see happening. So make sure to check in with that. And the best way to do that is by following us on Twitter at Locked On LAC, where you can also ask us any questions or give us anything you want answer on the show. Also, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from to make sure you stay up to date with all the newest episodes. And also, go give us a like on Facebook at Locked On Chargers Facebook group and also Facebook page because we're just starting out on those and we're going to have more content pumping out on those sites. So get over there. But until next time, guys, thanks for listening. Take it easy and go Bulls.